Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time, and with me soon, as always, will be my co-host, Trevor Storm. So, we have a lot to talk about today, and uh, of course, we've been off the air for a little bit, because life happens, man. Sorry, nothing I can do about that. But we are going to catch up because we are, believe it or not, at the one-third mark of the season. I cannot believe it's gone so far. It's like when you have that family-sized bag of chips for lunch, and then 30 minutes later, you realize you ate the entire darn bag of chips, and you're like, where the heck did my chips go, man? Did they slip into another dimension? Did some ghost steal them or something? Because I sure as heck don't remember eating them. That's how I feel this NFL season has been going. We're a third of the way through, and I'm like, holy cow, it's flying by. So that means we got stuff to talk about. We're going to be talking about some injury updates around the league. We're going to be talking about our overperforming and underperforming teams through the first third of the season and our thoughts on Rookie of the Year. Because, of course, there is so many of them that are having huge impacts all over the NFL. So with that said, you know, I think we should just get this rolling. Now, in terms of injury updates, of course, there are tons of them that are floating around. Of course, some of them in, uh, impacting some of those teams that have rookies that we wanted to talk about. For instance, Anthony Richardson, who was put on IR today with an injury. So he is done for the season, actually, uh, getting surgery, which is incredibly unfortunate for the Indianapolis Colts. But, of course, what we've seen in the first couple of weeks of the season is that he has incredible amounts of potential moving forward. It'll be Gardner Minshew back there, folks. Uh, so that'll be what happens with the Colts. Certainly, there is a light at the end of the tunnel for the next season, and that we've seen enough that there is something that can be built there. Of course, Jonathan Taylor rejoining the team as well two weeks ago after a slight holdout. Uh, so, hey, maybe we'll see a new and improved and perfectly healthy Colts come next season. Also, Justin Fields, another quarterback that's having a little bit of an injury. Uh, He is having some issues with a dislocated thumb. And of course, that's going to be a problem with respect to bringing the ball. He will not be playing in week seven. So (laughs) we'll get to see a little bit more. Tyler Badgett, the drafted rookie back there under center. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. And now is Co. Trevor Stores. What's up, Trev? That should be Trevor, but I don't seem to hear him. In the meantime, let me just go ahead and cover the rest of those uh, those updates for you. We have McCaffrey suffering an oblique injury, but it looks like he's avoided the worst of it. it. There is some discussion that he is making some improvements and may be able to join us back soon. So that would be very interesting to see Kishan McCaffrey. If he could go on Monday because he has a little bit extra time to get ready against those Minnesota Vikings. Hey, Trevor, are you there? All right, folks, give us a second as we... <laughs> it wouldn't be the Football Garbage Time podcast if we didn't have technical issues. There we go. We'll be right back, folks. Hey, Trevor. I could. Yes, sir. I was about yes. to like, like, 
hold music on and put everything on hold <laughs> and then figure out if I was a way I could contact you offline. But yes, I can hear you, my friend. Welcome in. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? It's been a long time. I know it's been a long time. And I'm just telling you all there that uh, we had, hey, life happens. Know about that, right? Fault yeah. for that. But we're back with a vengeance, and we are a third of the way through the season. So we got so much to catch up on. And it is, and I was just going through the injury updates. Anthony Richardson on IR, Justin Fields with the thumb issue that's uh, going to keep him out this week. Christian McCaffrey, oblique injury is going to keep him out. Kyron Williams actually out for quite, quite some time. They've already down a couple of people. They trade away Cam Akers, so the Los Angeles Rams also going to have some issues there in terms of injuries. Any of those injuries stand out to you as particularly impactful? I was already talking about how Anthony Richardson had a real impact for the Indianapolis Colts, and we will not see him for the remainder of the year as he gets surgery, but I think we see a future, a potential future for the Colts as that. Uh, I might have to go with probably Justin Fields just because I know their season's been kind of a bit of a dismal season so far on and off the yeah. field. Yep. Uh, congrats, by the way, last Thursday on a 40-point outing <laughs> or 20-point outing scoring 40 points on us. And congratulations on your streak stopping, thanks to us. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's huge for them just because as bad as, that, like I said, their season's been, Justin Fields is kind of like their lifeline of the season to either provide a spark or to make the ship go down even further. But to lose him possibly – due to like more than one or two games, that's not even – it just makes things worse for the Bears. So I think that's a bigger impact injury than Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I totally I agree, uh, although I have to say also that the Bears season isn't going anywhere. I mean, I, and, I, yeah. and when we get to underperforming teams, I will, I will, spoiler alert, give them an honorable mention and talk a little bit about that. But um, they aren't going anywhere. And, when, and they recently put together what the draft would look like after week six. Because of the trade with the Carolina Panthers, would have the first and second overall pick in the draft. So at this mm-hmm. point in time, I'm not sure we could do enough to make a difference uh, in our division. I mean, it's pretty clear the Detroit Lions are going to run away with it at this point. They seem to be right. rare and ready to go. And yes, it's not sir. like that the wild card positions in the NFC are going to be are going to allow for a less than sub 500 team to, to make it. So I, I do think that. If he does come back, we should take all the time it takes to make sure he doesn't re-injure it. Uh, and if he doesn't come back, then that's fine. I'm happy with the first and second overall draft in the draft next year. That's kind of yeah. how my, my outlook there. And I agree. It does definitely impact the tra- trajectory team pretty significantly. You know, he apparently he dislocated his thumb. He popped it back in and was going to go back in. Let me ask you this, Trev. If you can't get thumb, uh, what would you do? If I had a dislocated thumb, I'd probably yeah, yeah pop it back in and see if I could go play as much as it would hurt. <laughs> but I'm in the I'm in the NFL. I'm getting paid lots of million dollars, so okay, you know, give okay. it a shot. But he went back Dude, in and I, couldn't grip the football, so I mean, yeah, that's a problem. Obviously, yeah. that's a problem. But I, I, I you know what I would do if I had a dislocated thumb? I would I would cry like a baby and then <laughs> go to the hospital. And I would I mean, never yeah. pick up the ball again. <laughs> That's the realistic answer, yeah. But the answer that everyone else is looking for probably is, oh, I'd pop it back in. Sure, no problem. Yeah, no, of course. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. We're men. Too. Of course we're going to pop it back in. <laughs> it's just, it's like, come on. <laughs> Dude, I, I, yeah. talking, about, talking about salaries, I, I ran across this. Derail us right from the beginning, because why the hell not, right? 
right. derail ourselves. But Brock Purdy, he gets paid eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year. Now for twenty three, all in. That's his base and all his bonuses. His top the top amount of most amount of money he's gonna make is a buttload of but to an NFL starting quarterback, that is the lowest paid starting quarterback in NFL except for Sam Howell, who has the of exact course. salary. Of course. But Purdy has the top QBR in the league, and he is seven and one starting for the 49ers. Um man, it is it is insane the fact that he makes eight hundred and twenty quarterbacks in the NFL, twenty starting quarterbacks in the NFL make his entire 2023 salary in less than one game in less than one is that insane <laughs> fine daniel jones okay who's not good right daniel jones is not good right. he can make the entire mark party's entire salary in 19 minutes 19 minutes that's What's ridiculous wrong with this picture man. trev I mean, uh, a lot. I think yeah, they even said right. Brock Purdy has a roommate too, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I'm surprised he's probably doing public transportation like the rest of us suckers. So, I mean, that's it's wild. like, oh my goodness. You, you know, C.J. Stroud, of course, you know, rookie uh, quarterback for the, uh, the Houston mm-hmm. Texans. He makes Brock Purdy's entire salary in 37 minutes. That something <laughs> just, I mean, it's crazy. But hey, whatever. You know, that's a great. The San Francisco 49ers, in their case, the rich get richer because they're not paying Brock Purdy. That's for sure. Exactly. But uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, but hey, listen, Justin Fields getting paid 2.4 million. So yeah, I pop that there and try. If someone's gonna give me 2.4 million, uh, anyway, let's let's move on from the injury updates here because I want to talk to you about who we think are the top overperforming teams in the NFL now that we're a third of the way through the season because you know we're a third of the way through. And I was saying this earlier to our listeners. I feel like I it's like flying. It's like flying by, man. A third of the season is already over. How how can that possibly be? Yeah, it's it's wild, bro. That I know, right? Oh, it blows my mind. But anyway, here we are, third of the way through the season. Give it who do you think who are over four teams, um, uh, in your opinion, over the first third of the season? See, when you presented me this question earlier before we got on air earlier today, I had a hard time thinking about who's overperforming and who's underperforming because it's such a great question and something yeah. I really haven't thought about. So yep. overperforming, I guess that means as in like performing. It's better than we expected, a, a, right? Like, okay, yeah. Honestly, I'm going to say the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I know yeah. they won seven in a row last year towards the end of the season and, you know, mm-hmm. got a little bit of hype going, but the – but the way they came out starting the season, I mean, they beat the Chiefs week one. Yeah. I thought, like, oh, it was week one, you know, first time, first game, sure. yada, yada, yada. But no, nah, right. man, they're destroying their division rivals, which is really their main focus because they've always been the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that division. So Agree. I, they, I, for, for me, it's the Detroit Lions, honestly. I mean, they're putting up points. They're making Jared Goff look like he's about to go back to the Super Bowl like he did with the Rams. Like. <laughs> I it's know. It's crazy. It's just wild to me. So I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions for my overperforming, honestly. Yeah, I, to- I totally can buy that. And obviously, Detroit Lions, I mean, there was a lot of hype. Right? Improving. Yeah. Doing, being good for half a season. But then they kind of faltered a little bit, lost to the Seattle Seahawks, who I don't think are that mm-hmm. good. And then they managed right. to rattle off a couple of games. Though. They, they beat the Atlanta Falcons, who I don't think is that great. The Green Bay Packers. No. Um, aren't that great. Carolina Panthers yeah. are maybe worse than the Bears. And Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers, who they beat this last weekend. 
uh, are okay. But they got the Baltimore Ravens next week. I think that will be a big test. Uh, another three For weeks sure. from now, the Chargers are are on tap. Um, but after that, you know, they got a game against Dallas at the end of the season. But just listen to the rest of these matchups. The the Raiders, the Bears, the um, the Packers, the Saints, the Bears again, the Broncos, the Vikings, uh, and then the Vikings again. So I think they can wow. run the gam- table here and not, not face serious competition. It turns out the Kansas Chiefs probably in week one was the toughest competition for the season, don't you think? I, I would have to agree, just only because, you know, they're the Kansas City Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champions, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, yep. and Taylor Swift now, too. So, you know, <laughs> right. that is the most talented, powerful She should get a captain, like, jersey, right? They should put a on her chest. I'm so, so you know. <laughs> but, like, you mentioned the team that they've beaten this year. Yeah. They might not have been good this year, but the old Detroit Lions before last year, they would have lost to the bad team still. They would have found a way to lose. You're right. So even though they're beating these lackluster teams this year, it's still huge for them because no matter – it used to be no matter how bad you were, you could beat the Detroit Lions, you know? Right. So Yeah. Yeah, so I agree. Yep. So so that being said, I will say I I, I saw that. So I think the Lions definitely are, are overperforming, and, and they're proving that they deserve – Hype they got preseason. Uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to do a similar thing that you did. I'm going to say that the Jets, who had ridiculous amount of hype before the season, I yeah. think they're overperforming because they lost Aaron Rodgers five game of <laughs> their first game. Yeah, you know. And since then, I mean, without Aaron Rodgers, they have they beat the Bills, they beat the Broncos, and they beat the Eagles. You know, right. and, and quite frankly, they they. They played the Chiefs three points. They probably should have beat the Chiefs. There were some bad calls. They probably should have beat the Chiefs. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're doing this with Zach Wilson under center. Now, of course, give credit where they're winning is not Zach Wilson. The reason they're winning is their defense, which is exactly Brees Hall, who's had a banner year coming off an injury and showing us why he's the guy who's going to lead that backfield into the future. I mean, it's obviously not going to be Dalvin Cook. Uh, and Garrett Wilson, who is still Garrett Wilson, right? I mean, even if Zach Wilson is mm-hmm. throwing the ball, if, if the ball will get to him, he will make a play. So uh, Zach Wilson is actually being a game manager, kind of uh, Alex Smith back in the day. And everybody around him, you know, great solid defense, really good other parts of this in terms of the ground game and having good support into the targets. Uh, even with Soft Gardner, out last week they beat the Eagles. They right? two guys from the practice squad and they beat the mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts three times. I mean, yeah, it's wild. amazing what they've done. So I really do think that the Jets are my overperforming team of the season, and and they get a nice soft, cushy matchup against the Giants <laughs> next exactly. uh, in the after the I mean, they got the Chargers that will be tough, but they got the Raiders. You got the Bills again. They got Dolphins will be tough. Falcons will be, I think they can handle them. Texans, that's another team I want to talk about in a second. But hit Dolphins again. They play your Commanders, and they get the Browns yep. and the Patriots, which I think they can take the Browns and the Patriots. I, I don't know. I mean, like, even without Aaron Rodgers, I feel like the Jets are okay. And it's interesting because Wilson tends to do better when Aaron Rodgers is there. Did you notice that? Like, Aaron Rodgers shows up. Yes. And all of a sudden, Zach Wilson balls out like he's an all-pro. 
And then, yeah, like, never seen shows up, throws like a couple balls. Uh, and Zach Wilson against and against the Eagles, balls out. You know, I mean, it's like, yep. oh, my God, he's here. <laughs> exactly. Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing by the time week 12 or 13 gets here. You watch. Yeah, yeah. That but Zach Wilson. Crazy. Yeah. I don't think Zach Wilson's good. Okay. But, but he's getting right. pushed. And he's, he's performing. Uh, which is great for Zach Wilson's, right? I mean, because he, he's that talking about. Maybe this is all. Maybe this is what he needed his whole career was a, a, yep. a Hall of Fame or a great quarterback behind him to kind of mentor him along the way. Because yeah. uh, Mike White wasn't going to do it. Joe Flacco, right. well, not really. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> no, Chris definitely Chandler, not Joe Flacco. whatever his name is. Yeah, right. None of them were going to work. So this is actually probably what Zach Wilson needed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So even if he doesn't end up in the Jets long term, this is going to be great for his career. Maybe he can be the Geno Smith, you know, because the Jets like to, right. to, to, to draft them high, get rid of them, and have somebody else make them an all-pro. So, you know, we'll see right. how that goes. The other team I think that's overperforming is the Houston Texans, who I mentioned. They're 3-3 three and three right yes. now. And, and quite frankly, I, I didn't expect anything out of this Texans team, and I didn't know what to expect out of C.J. Stroud, but he is better than advertised. He is really um, amazing out there. As a rookie quarterback, he's won over that. Uh, he's won over that team. He's won over that uh, that locker room. And Nico Collins has taken a huge step forward this year. And Tank Dell is contributing as a rookie as well. Uh, the only thing that's not working for the Texans is their ground game. Uh, Damian is not doing anything. But give all the credit in the world uh, that they're sitting there at 500 team that you know didn't have three wins last year. <laughs> right impressive that at the one-third mark of the season, he's gotten to this point. You know, what do you think about those Texans? They're very interesting. I wish we could get more airtime with them and see some more of their games on TV because I like D'Amico Ryans. I wanted uh, the commanders to draft Will Anderson and I yeah. heard he'd light down the defensive side of the ball. And it would right. be nice to see C.J. Stroud ball out a little bit more but since we can't, we have to go by highlights. But yeah, that's, I didn't think that they would be 3-3 three and three right now. I thought they'd be where the Panthers are or where the Patriots and the other one-win teams are right now, you know, just because of brand-new yeah. offense, brand-new system, rookie quarterback who had um, size uh, issues along with Bryce Young coming out of, out, of, out of the draft. So it's just nice to see that they're 500 right now with D'Amico Ryan. It's cool. Yeah, it, it's so fascinating to me because clearly – because look at – this is Katie South, right? Actually, also dealing with knee injuries, so knows what's going to happen to him. Uh, and they don't look that good. The Jaguars are four, and they don't look good. Colts are start dropping. They're three and three. They got two behind center now. Uh, the Texans are right back next to them, three and three. Titans look like you know, yeah. he's pretty much over. Uh, and he's also dealing with an injury, so who knows what's going to happen there? I, I don't think that Leak Willis or uh, Lee Will Levis are, are the answer there. So no. I don't know what's going to happen there. But so the Texans. They can win the AFC South, man. They can do that be because dope. they got against the Titans left. Got a game against the Colts. Um, the game against the Cardinals. They got a game against the Panthers. That's coming up after the bye. So you add them all up. I mean, four more wins, five more wins. They're they're looking at about eight wins. You know, maybe they creep yeah. up to nine. That may be a take the AFC for CJ Stroud uh, and Nico Collins and Tank Dell and of course Will Anderson. Those guys at the, in the He's probably one of the youngest teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's switch to the other side. Let's go underperforming. What's your underperforming team of the season? I've got a tie. I'm trying to go between the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Um, well, yeah, 
Chiefs to start with, um, they came out defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah, we knew that the wide receiver core was a question mark, but if you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you'll be just fine. Well, right. yes, they are 5-1, and one, but they're not blowing teams out. They're not dominating nope. teams. They're, they're relying on Patrick Mahomes to be magical to, to pull these games out of the hat and come up with a win. They're winning closer games. They're not dominating. Patrick Mahomes is not providing any highlight reels as he has been before. And Travis nope. Kelsey is dealing with an injury. He's getting older. And now he's got a distraction off the field with Taylor Swift and all this stuff. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and then Eric Bieniemy leaves too. So they were like, well, who's going to call plays, yada, yada, yada. But right. once again, people were like, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, it's fine. But they're just not – they're not the same – they're not the Chiefs. I mean, they just got back Miko Harmon. I mean, if that right. explains anything about how the wide receiver core is, they're they're – Asking back what they gave away this, this just this offseason, they're asking for him back, you know. Seriously. Um, so it's just, I just need them to be the. They're not the Chiefs as a, as the recent as we remembered, but they are still at the same time the Chiefs because of those three names I've mentioned: Kelsey Mahomes and Andy Reid, and there's the defending champ. So you still got to put a lot of respect on their name, but they are kind of underperforming. And then Dallas Cowboys. And, I know. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. My bad. To say, I agree, and if you. Out the one game against the Bears where they off, which obviously anybody was off the bench. They they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars by a score, nine. They beat the Jets by Vikings by seven. Minnesota Vikings, man, you know, like one of their old right. teams are the Bears. And they Denver Broncos by a come on, yeah. The Dolphins exactly. put sixty points up on them. How exactly. do you put up nineteen? Exactly, and that's lucky to put up nineteen. Yes, that's exactly my point. They're just squeaking by these games, relying on Pat Mahomes' magic or a call to go their way or a clutch play right. to happen, and they yep. get the win. Yep, Cowboys. So, so you said the Cowboys. Cowboys. I mean, yeah, we do know that they come out usually strong and end up not making the playoffs. But this year it was like, okay, Mike McCarthy's calling plays. We're ready for that. We've got we signed Brandon Cooks for a deep threat. We got Stephon Gilmore to help our our defense. Right. Michael Parsons and our defensive line, and we got Tony Pollard. Like they were hyped to. People were picking them Super Bowl already, as they always do. But there's a lot more of that this year than than recent. And they're barely squeaking by too. They might have had one or two decent games where they kind of put up some points on people, but with the firepower they have and Dak Prescott as your quarterback, they're just like the Chiefs, barely squeaking by, relying on a miracle to happen to win. They're they're not blowing out teams that they should be blowing out. They're allowing right. uh, 40 points being scored on their top five, top 10 defense. And so it's like, okay, you made all these moves that pretty much kept everybody intact. And yeah, you're four and two, but your team does not look like a four and two team once it gets on the field. It just happens to right. be a record. So, you know, I just feel like they're still trying to find their way to get on a roll here. And it seems like they had it all figured out. But was Kellen Moore really the problem? Is Was he really the did he need to go or could he have stayed and they would have had the same record or, you know, it's just like different questions, but yeah, Cowboys and Chiefs for me are my two teams. Yeah. Really inconsistent with the Cowboys. Cause yes. Obviously you take the game out of it, 40 to zero, right? Who cares? Right. And then the, the Jets again, a little bit more impressive, but the Jets are getting their footing at this point. And I, okay, fine. But they lost the Cardinals. Exactly. That yeah. happens, you know. How did that happen? And, and the Niners is 
that's fine. But 40 to 10, they layered it on. So, you know, <laughs> I agree. There's, I think the problem with the uh, Cowboys consistency, I start Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. When he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's really, really bad. And I yeah. don't understand what's happening back there right now because it looks like they're the right parts. And then the other thing you got to think about is getting rid of Zeke. I mean, but maybe they needed that guy to take up 10 to 15 inches of the game so that the mm-hmm. player doesn't go back in the middle of the line. Over the exactly. His dynamic. This year, last year, he was only, you know, not half the carries, half the touches. And you need to have four yard, tough yards in the middle of the field, allowing Tony Pollard to stay fresh and nimble and get outside and, and create in space and do all that he does so well. So, you know, maybe there was something to that. You know, maybe there was something to that. Maybe he in Dallas. Maybe he needs to have a guy that he, he he has a committee with. So I don't know what the problem is. I'm going to put it right now squarely on Dak Prescott and the play calling, but who knows? <laughs> Works for me. Uh, let me. I'm going to mention really quick two teams that I think are also performing. Uh, I think the Chargers are underperforming. Uh, I think part of it is due to injuries, though, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on that too much. I mean, they lost Austin Eckler for three games, they lost Joey Bosa for a game, they lost for the right. season. But you know, they still have um, they still have Justin Herbert. He has the best stats in the NFL in terms of total yards, TDs, and in terms of not having interceptions. So, I mean, he is by far taking a step forward to be that guy. And Keenan Allen is still a alpha wide receiver. Uh, out there, and they got Quentin Johnston out there, who they're criminally underusing because I really loved him in the draft, as everyone heard. And uh, they have him there; they're not using him very much, and I, they really need to do that. Uh, and then even with Eckler and Bosa returning, they managed to lose the completely inconsistent Cowboys, so that's mm-hmm. an issue. But interestingly enough, okay, so I, I still I do think they're underperforming, but they lost to the Dolphins two, they lost to the Titans by three, they lost to the Cowboys by three. They won against the Vikings by four. They won against the Raiders by, um, you know, seven. So they're a one-score team. <laughs> they're like mm-hmm. w- one score away from being 5-0 and or 0-5. You know, and that, that does yep. give me a little bit exactly. of nervousness. I think showdown next week against – that's going to be very interesting. That, that, that will tell a lot who, who the Chargers yep. really are. But this, this, this will be real. The Giants for the majority of that <laughs> by a score of six zero. That's not, <laughs> you know that's not good. I mean, not the Giants have anything that's good, so no. that's not good. Um, and and they were playing at home, you know. So I don't know what exactly. problem was. You got Josh Allen. They can make anything happen against the New York. We're starting. We're not paid starting quarterback Neil Jones. They're, they're, <laughs> I feel like the overreacting here. No, I, I agree. I think the Bills. It's funny how you get these Super Bowl contenders matched up with these wild card contenders slash just playing for pride teams, and they play down to the level of the lowest competition and make mm-hmm. things interesting. So yep. it's just funny to me how that happens. I mean, every team does it. I mean, you, just, you, you see it every week. But yeah. still, like the Giants, bro. 
and you're in, <laughs> I know you're in New York still at the Bill Stadium, but it's the Giants, bro. Like all they oh, have is pitiful. a half healthy Saquon Barkley <laughs> and Daniel Jones and and the and then well and Tyrod Taylor as a starting quarterback and he almost yep. beats you guys on a fourth down play with no time left on the one yard line. Probably should have yep. just ran it in. I don't know why they yeah. call it that <laughs> That pass play on the one yard line, but yeah, I know. But on honestly, yeah. that was a pass interference. That should have been called. Oh, for sure. The, I mean, he was basically holding his jersey, uh, Darren Waller's jersey. So, but that, you know, get out. Oh, come on, man. It's just wild. <laughs> wild. Thank you for listening to me and Hakun on the Football Garbage Time. I'm Trevor Storrs from Full Press Coverage and Rep the District. Um, I guess. Once we get our technical difficulties figured out, Hakun will be back and give you guys the proper farewell. Sorry for the audio uh, dysfunctional stuff tonight, but thank you all again once for listening and wasting time with us. You can catch me on Ref the District at 7.30 tonight, too, by the way, if you still want some more football stuff, stuff to talk about. So, so that was a big... <laughs> of course, technical difficulties just left, right, and center here, guys. Uh, hey, listen, we're a little rusty, okay? We're a little rusty. It's been a little while. I'm going to our Rookies of the Year here, uh, and of course, Puka Nakua, who has 50 receptions, 598 yards, and two touchdowns. That's the guy I have on my radar right now. He's breaking records left, right, and NFL single game reception record with 15 and we 25 receptions for two weeks, also a league record for catches by a rookie through his first two career games. And, of course, 39 receptions for 501 yards through four weeks. Also, both of those records. And he's on pace for 140 receptions this season. And 104 by Jim Cuddle in 2021. by Anquan Bolden in 2003. 92 by Michael Thomas in 2016. And he will out of the stratosphere this pace. So he may actually hold season pass receptions by a rookie. He may also be able to get there for single season receiving yards by a rookie. His current single season pace is 1,694 receiving yards. Three currently are Al Grauman at 1,403 yards for the Houston Oilers back in 1960. 1,455 yards by Jamar Chase in 2021 and 2020. So if he keeps on pace, he will hold that record as well. So I think that Puka Nagua well on his way to being in the conversation. And the other person that conversation about. Now listen, he's not breaking any records, not like Puka Nagua, but at the position in the NFL, he's in the locker room, he's made the Texans act NFL team, and he tanked Dell Damian Pierce to work with, and he is doing a good job as we said earlier today, getting them three. That is an amazing accomplishment for a rookie quarterback to turn around a game like that. So, with that said, let's go ahead and hit the uh, air horn on the show here. We're at the end of the show, and let's go ahead and be sure to follow and stores and all his media. It's Trev HTTC, and of course, you can find me on football garbage football garbage time at FB garbage time on Twitter. You can find me in all other places as well 
Don't forget to find me on Facebook. And, you know, I don't always forget to mention So I'm going to go ahead and mention them now. Put 20% of the whole time. And, man, of course, go to, if you go to BetUS and you get 100 sportsbook bonus upon initial deposit, the link to our podcast. Uh, go ahead and use that as well, because I think that will all of us make your best out, man. What's the deal? Get some cash. <laughs> yeah, that's fun stuff. Thank you. And wasting time with us. Appreciate you coming out and listening to podcasts. We'll be back next week with more information, more breakdown of the season as we go along, and a football update as we move into the rest of the day. Time. Enjoy your NFL week.